Welcome, 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 and ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. This is a secret, unannounced, bonus edition of the Distraction Pieces podcast. It is Christmas Day. Um, Hope you're all having a lovely one with your family. And it is tradition on Christmas Day that people settle down and watch the Queen's speech. Well, I decided to give you an alternate option there. And give you the King's speech. Now there's numerous reasons for that. Um, Number one. I mean it seems arrogant. That I've called it the King's speech. Implying I am uh, the podcast king. But I definitely am. Um, You know I'd say. Adam Buxter and Richard Herry. And all those guys. They're all comedians. So they have to take the role of gesture. Gesture? Jester. Whereas I am the noble king. Of your podcasting world. Um, Yeah. Uh, That's not the reason it's called King's Speech. It's King's Speech because of the Queen's Speech. But also because of the subject matter. Um, And I'll get onto that shortly. Uh, Before I do. As I said this is a a bonus episode. I've not sent this to Buddy Peace. No one knows about this. You hearing it in your ears. Is the first that anyone. Will know of this. So there's going to be no intro. And then the music and then the podcast it's just a quick mini chat um so i guess like do new 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 etc etc and now we're on with the podcast um i hope we've all had a wonderful year i've had an amazing year but i had a week or so a week and a bit this year where i had a bit of a wobble and I really struggled. Um, and on the podcast, I talk all the time about talking to people about any issues, about getting help if needed, about addressing it and being open and honest about it. So I felt it only appropriate to um, to tell you guys about it and have a little chat. Um, as said, it's been an amazing year. The podcast has, I think, been the strongest it's ever been with some ridiculously good guests. And yeah. A lot of good stuff going on. I've had my best year of auditions on on the acting front. A lot of you know I've transitioned from music into acting. Um, and I've had a year, genuinely, of some auditions that have made me feel l- legit for the first time. Obviously, I'm going to be l- learning for another 10, 20 years. But it's made me feel proper. So that's been great. But it's weird because these things aren't in the public eye. And having had 10 years of touring, where everything you do, you get immediate reaction and 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 credit it's kind of interesting and i love it doing these things like auditions and writing i'm writing a lot i've written a couple of scripts that have got traction and then stopped and then got traction but it's all been you know out of the public eye so it's a really weird uh new situation for me but i'm loving it but something i did at the end towards the end of the year a month or two ago now was i did I was approached by the BSA, the the British Stammering Association, and asked to do to 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 front their lifeline um, appeal on the BBC. Now, this all came about through a friend of the podcast, Eddie Temple Morris, and friend of mine, who got approached by J- Jane Powell, who 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 started up Calm, who is who are a charity I've worked with for literally ten years from when they first started. Um, and it's the campaign against 
living miserably and it's trying to turn around the fact that the biggest killer of men uh, between 18 and 35 I think it is in the UK is suicide so I worked with Jane a long time ago on that and I'd kind of not stepped away but there's you know it's mixing it up having other amazing ambassadors in there um but Jane has has, has left calm and moved over to the British Stammering Association and she hit Eddie up who has also worked with calm as long as I have if not longer um in fact I'm sure longer um and asked if he knew anyone who had a stammer or a stutter that might that's in the public eye that might be up for helping and he said well you know Pip's got one right and Jane hadn't been particularly aware of that and it's interesting because that's something I've had a lot since starting the podcast I've had 10 years of doing music and doing radio interviews tv interviews touring all that kind of thing and people not realizing I've got a starter because it doesn't always come up you know it's something that I can keep under control at points I've spent my life learning to keep it under control um so yeah so Jane approached me on that and whilst I've spoken about my starter plenty I'm happy to talk about it on the podcast I leave it all in I don't edit it out um I've done a YouTube video about it called Stutter. Equally, it's something I don't tend to try and make a big deal of. I don't see it as a big deal in my life. I kind of ignore it and forget about it. Um, Oh yeah, here's a key bit there. I didn't think I saw it as a big deal in my life because I tend to ignore it and forget about it. Um, But when Jane approached me, I was like, this is an important charity, an important thing for other people. I've always felt kind of uncomfortable that I get a lot of messages from people with stammers and stutters saying it's inspirational that you do. You've done radio shows and podcasts and acting and music. And I always kind of have to say, look, I can't take the full credit because 90% of the time I just do these things without thinking about it. I'm not sitting there thinking this is a big, bold and brave move. Um, And I think that that's been key with me coping um, with... A speech impediment um a lot of you will have heard on the 200th episode i had um a tourette's hero on um who who has got tourette's and it was an important one for me because it occurred to me that tourette's and a stammer are essentially exact opposites you know uh, with tourette's you can't stop yourself saying things and with a stammer you you often can't say things and it's it's a weird one because again I do try and downplay it and make it not a big deal but something that gets talked about more and more in this crazy that I mean it's been a hell of a year but something that gets talked about more and more is freedom of speech and when you've got a stutter or a stammer you don't have freedom of speech as such you there's certain things that you can't physically say you physically don't have freedom of speech in that way obviously it's different from a state mandated uh, freedom of speech but it's a physical restriction um and yeah it's an interesting one anyway i'm going i'm going to go all over the place here because i've not scripted or planned this and as said it was it was a weird one so at the same time as i was approached by jane i was approached by a guy who's doing a book about uh speech impediments um and wanted to talk to me about mine and literally i had the two meetings in this in the in the, the same day i was meeting up with jane to plan the lifeline appeal and i was meeting up to discuss my experience with this book and it had been playing on my mind a little bit because i said i 
it's got to be a defence mechanism that I don't think about it that much. It's not something that dwells on my mind. And whilst everything I did, and again, to be clear, working with the BSA has been a joy and talking to this author has been a joy, but they both kind of forced me to think about it more, I guess. And always, again, them being nice about it, I kind of, when I was being interviewed for the book, I was saying how I don't think about it. And he was highlighting that, well, your label is called Speech Development. That's got to be a thing. Um, I've got a song called A A Thousand Words, which was my first kind of single. And that was um, or my my breakthrough song that got a lot of attention. And that's the story of how I got my stutter. Um, I almost drowned as a child. It's a a dramatised, fictionalised, surreal version of it. But that's what that is. Um, And I was like, yeah, well, you know, I'm happy to discuss it. But I honestly don't think it's something I pushed to the forefront particularly. And he highlighted some some crazy things I wasn't aware. But from his research, my XFM show, I had a sh- show on XFM called The Beatdown. And XFM is commercial radio. It's a big it's a big station. Um, and when I got my show, it was pre-recorded. And I told my amazing a, a producer, Dan Rido, who, who together I won a couple of radio awards with. Um, I told him... If I stutter, that's fine. That's part of the the presenting style. We leave it in. If it's really bad and we need to retake, I'll self-edit. I'll retake. I'll I'll, I'll address that. But in general, I didn't want him edit, editing around my stutter or anything like that. Um, and we left it in. And the author of this, this book, I'm being vague because the book isn't announced yet and all this kind of thing, but the author of this book from his his research seemed to think that that's the first time in history that someone or in broadcast history that someone with um a speech impediment has uh, stuttered or stammered freely in uh in their show on on a regular show on commercial radio and that kind of thing um a weekly show and that was kind of i was like all right cool i don't know what to do with that information again i had to be clear that I'd accepted the show and started to plan it. And when it was announced, there were then articles saying how great and, and bold and brave a move it is that the XFM have given a hip-hop and spoken word show to a guy with a stutter. And I was like, all right, I hadn't thought about that. So again, I can't take credit there, but it was interesting. But anyway, all of these things... And all of them, again, to be clear, were very much patting me on the back. And this isn't me doing humble brags now, because I'll come to where it kind of pulled me apart a little bit briefly uh, in a minute. All these patting on the back things were still saying, oh, you're doing, you've done so well considering. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't put in them words, but that was the, the, the general thing. The fact that I've got a podcast that's had 13 million listens. Um even though I've got a stutter and all this kind of thing. It's all kind of, it's it's amazing considering and it's amazing in spite of all, in light of all these things uh, or the potential restrictions. But they weren't things I'd ever thought about as restrictions. But then, so in, in the weeks before, in the week leading up, I guess, to the, the Lifeline appeal and after these conversations, 
I struggled a bit mentally, you know, because I started to think, right, well, I mean, it's been an amazing year on the podcast, but we have kind of plateaued a little bit. We've got to this amazing point, but there's generally this amazing fan base all, all listen, but it's kind of the first year that the growth has slowed slightly. It's And again, you know, the reality is that's probably down to the fact that there's now literally thousands more podcasts than there was when I started four years ago. And I shout about them all the time. You know, I love that, that you can promote other podcasts. But it started to make me think, right, well, have I reached the limit, the maximum amount of people who are comfortable listening to someone who's got a stutter every week? Um, oh, there's another thing here. I had I had um, a comment on on Patreon. And again, all of these things were positive comments i had a comment on patreon and i had to do an editing thing so i'll tell these this all plays into it It's a weird mixture of situations and apologies if this is a self-indulgent thing i've not even mentioned the reason it's called the king's speech is there's a film called the king's speech that's about a guy of a stutter he was he was the king or something i don't know um so i also had a comment from someone on patreon i did a q a and someone said that they were really disappointed in a workmate because that i'd recommended and i said this is a lovely comments to make no mistake i'm not having to go anywhere they'd recommended the podcast to a friend at work who they'd seen as open-minded and um they'd come back and said i can't handle the stutter man it 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 takes me out of it it's it's jarring um and they were saying you know they were blown away because to them it isn't a thing and all this and it was lovely but it happened that 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 week i'd had to listen back to the beginning of the angel jufria episode um to get the the pronunciation of her name which i just nailed then but i couldn't remember the pronunciation and she tells it at the beginning um and i started quite a bit at the beginning there and i don't i don't listen back to my podcast or anything like that i record them and put them out um but it was jarring uh, for me to listen to man and you guys are lovely because you all are fine with it but it was an interesting one because I kind of responded to that guy saying, look, don't get mad at your work, mate. I get it. Do you know what I mean? It's, 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 it's not for everyone. It can be, it can be jarring. Um, so yeah, I'd had that as well. So then after all these meetings, I'm starting to think, is this the Mac? Is, is, is this as far as someone with a stutter can go in this kind of thing? Independent broadcast. It's far. I'm proud of everything I've done here, but, I started to think, is that, that the limit? And then, as I said, I've had this amazing year of uh, of auditions, but I've not booked any gigs. I've made some great... And again, it's a slow business. I'm aware of how this business works. So I feel I've made great impressions for going f- forward. I feel there's auditions I've had this year that are going to get me big gigs in a year's time, in two years' time, in, f- in five years' time. Do you know what I mean? It's I'm, I'm in it for the long game, and I love that. But... um. I started then thinking, well, I don't really notice me stuttering when I'm recording the podcast, or most of the time. So maybe these auditions I think have gone great. Maybe they've not gone as great as I think, and maybe a load of them I've not. I've been stuttering more than I realise in, and that's kind of that's restricted things. Um, so yeah, I started to, to, to think on that. And that was interesting because it's like, well, yeah, again, starting to think of, of of limitations because of the lovely praise that people have given started to make me then. I'm not one, I'm, 
I'm lucky, and again, it might seem arrogant, but I'm not one that thinks of limitations. I think of just get, getting out there and trying for everything, just going for it all. I want everything in acting. I want everything in podcasting. I want all of this stuff. I want everything in writing and directing and, and all of these things. I want it all. But it, yeah, it made me start to think of these, these restrictions and maybe I've gone as far as I can on the acting front. I've done some good gigs, but yeah, but maybe that's my limit as a as a person who's got a stutter. And that was, spun me out a bit, man, because I've never thought about that kind of thing. As said, it's not, this is where it's just clear, it's not a bravery or heroic thing. I'm just good at not thinking about stuff. I'm a bit forgetful. <laughs> I forget I've got a stutter. So this was the first time I was kind of faced with that kind of thing. Um, and I didn't want to talk to anyone about it, to be completely honest. It's, it's a thing that's based on talking. <laughs> and it's a thing that had come from people bigging me up. Do you know what I mean? It had come from people saying, ah, oh, you do it, you've done amazing. It was compliments that put me here. So it was more I wanted to not think about it, but now it was in in the forefront. And um, so, yeah, it it, it it got to me f- f- for a bit. It played on my mind. And then um, I was cat-sitting for my mum. And I'd gone around hers and I was, I was looking after the cat, obviously. And then the night that she was coming back, her flight had been delayed. And I thought, I'll just stay until she gets home because my brother was away at the moment who who lives with my mum. I thought, it would be, be nice for her to have someone to come home to. So uh, she, she came home and we we're having a catch up about a holiday. And then she was asking how my week's been. And we kind of, it just came up naturally. It came onto this subject and it was the perfect thing to talk about. And again, I've got, a mum and a dad who I can talk to about absolutely anything. So this was a case of, I just didn't want to talk. Do, do you know what I mean? I, I, I want to make it clear that no one had let me down or, or none of It's not that if any of my friends or anyone had approached me, I probably would have said, no, I'm all good. Because it was something I wanted to avoid. It just happened in this situation that it came up. And it was ideal because my mum spoke about how, uh, when I was younger, they put me in, speech therapy a couple of times and then went nah this is bullshit like he's fine he stutters a bit sometimes it's not something that needs fixing sometimes he stutters sometimes he doesn't it's not a big deal and if we do this whole speech therapy thing to fix the problem then it's not what she kind of it's not what they believed in um, and I'd forgotten all of that. I just remembered I didn't really do much speech therapy. I did. A, I, I might have gone to one or two places and didn't really click. I had some hypnosis and that helped. But yeah, and that kind of, I don't know, it snapped me out of it a little bit. And, you know, it kind of went f- full circle. I realised that um, like in a, sc- a script I'm working on that me and Chris talk about at the end of the, the fourth part of the drunk cast Obviously, as you know, I always write myself into scripts. But um, in this script, I've made the character I wanted to play have a stutter and it not be his defining feature and characteristic. And to be clear, I want to act and play loads of characters who don't have stutters. But it's interesting, the idea of playing a character who's got a stutter and it not being their defining characteristic or being a big deal. It's just that's just how it is. Like in, in this script we've put in there in the first time you meet this character we just put in this character has a mild stammer it's not going to be scripted but upon shooting 
you know, we'll address it at the time. If if I'm doing my lines and I stutter, I'll say, oh, I've got a stutter. Do you know what I mean? I'd address it how I would in normal life. Or the actor across from me can say, oh, is, have you got... Are you all right? Do, do you know what I mean? And that's... Again, that's exciting and, and positive. So it did snap me out of it. And it did make me, you know, know that... The reason I've not got roles this year is that's how the industry works. It's a slow industry. It's hit and miss. Things happen. Things stop happening. Stephen Graham didn't get a role for over a year after This Is England. Like one of the greatest performances of all time. Um, Sophia Patella had a two-year gap before she got the Kingsman role, which she smashed. So... You know, it made me realise all of those things. Again, the podcast thing. Yeah, it is. There's loads of podcasts now. People come and go and drift and come back. It's I'm not a hard sell kind of guy. So it's nothing to do with my stutter being unpalatable. It might be for some. And again, that's also f- fine. It's an audio f- f- format. I'm not going to f- force anyone or call anyone a bad person if they're uncomfortable. As I stated, I was uncomfortable listening. Largely because it's my stutter. I probably feel comfortable hearing someone else's, but it's mine, and I'm like, oh, fuck that guy, I don't want to hear that. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of the story I wanted to tell you. I wanted, because I've, I've, I speak a lot, and I'm a big fan of controlling your your your, your mind state. I've always been really good at that. Um, I say in, in one of my songs, it's a quote from, uh, from Say Anything, how hard is it to decide to be in a good mood and then just be in a good mood? I'm a big believer in in self-determination in that way uh and it's worked for me for a long time but it didn't that week that week it didn't matter what my mind said because i guess it was my mind that was the problem like my stutter's a mental thing i guess kind of it's neurological so yeah i wanted to just share that with you all on christmas day as the king's speech um and just say it's all right to struggle. You know, it's all right to have those moments. I, 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 the, the weeks after that, I did some of the best writing I've ever done on, on a script. I did some of the best writing I've ever done on on another project I'm working on. I recorded, it was like a couple of weeks after that, I had a week of six podcasts that all six are in my favourites of all time. So, yeah. It's all good, man. And then the BBC Lifeline Appeal came out and it raised, you know, thousands and thousands of pounds for a great charity and raised awareness. It was on iPlayer. It isn't on iPlayer anymore, but I believe you can watch it on YouTube. The The British, that's the Stammering Association, the BSA, have a YouTube channel and things like that. So it's all online and you can watch that. Um, but yeah, I wanted to share that with you on Christmas Day as a, a bonus podcast i wanted to thank you all for continuing to, to listen and continuing to support and continuing to shout about the podcast um it sounds cheesy as if i'm going f- f- for roles or whatever every time i say it brett goldstein digs me out for it all the time i spoke to to brett about all this a little bit actually b- because he was having a, st- a struggle after a thing and um it was was when i was feeling a, l- a lot lot better on it all um but yeah, he always laughs if I give any shout outs or love to casting directors. But legit, there's 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 five or six I've met that I've just I think are great and are making great stuff and I I enjoy going in and auditioning. Do you know what I mean? These are people who I've auditioned with 
and not got the role repeatedly. But I've had a great time every time and I feel I've learnt something. To shout out to all the casting directors who keep getting this stuttering fall in. Um, and are going to put me in something good soon. And shout out to all my colleagues in the acting world who are, uh, are paving the way and giving me opportunities and welcoming me not out of charity <laughs> or as as a kid kid with a stutter as someone who's got something to offer and something to add um this has got rambly and weird now but um it's christmas i hope you're all having a lovely day um i was meant to be releasing some new merch let's get back to plugging i'm more comfortable there i was meant to be releasing some new merch before christmas but it's taken me um i've been working on it since august uh, september i've been going back and forth with the warehouse and with the designers and all this because it's another weird bespoke thing and it's not it's not going to be ready obviously it's not ready in time for christmas so it'll be a new year thing so i'm gonna have two new things in the new year at some point so save some of that there christmas money and we will uh hook you up in the new year um yeah i think that's all i've got to say i don't think i've forgotten anything um yeah it's important to be open and honest about these things man everyone has ups and downs and struggles and the key i think is that it's all right it's okay to have those things it that doesn't mean you're failing or you're weak or you're an idiot um it's dead normal so yeah merry christmas everyone this has been a secret bonus king's speech partly because the King's Speech, the stutter thing, and the BSA thing, the visual was based around the King's Speech. But also mainly, because I am the unfucking disputed king of podcasting. And all of you fools can back down if you think otherwise. I will remain so in, in the new year. I've already recorded some great episodes. You're going to love. So, uh, yeah. Thank you all for tuning in. Spread that Christmas cheer. And spread this episode if you want. I'm not going to make the biggest deal of it because it's weird when I do the ones on my own. Um, but yeah, now go and listen to, to Adam Buxton and Joe Cornish doing a genuinely enjoyable and fun Christmas special edition of the Joe, the Adam Buxton podcast. All right, see you all in the new year and enjoy the rest of the drunk cast. I'm sorry I've broken up the flow of the drunk cast with some seriousness, but... Um, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to one and all. Ta-ta.